Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring at the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which, as everybody knows, is the man in the goofy suit at Disneyland Paris, but only in March and April. I heard that, or tell me, you're a Disney adult, right, Bill? Yes, I am, yes. When I went to Disneyland a few years ago, I felt like you don't see as many characters walking around. And then they, I saw Mickey Mouse there, but he was like, you had to like wait in line to get a photo with him. Yes. Like when I was a kid, they used to just wander around and you went up to them and you got a photo and, uh, but yeah, they do that. Right. Like, so is there new, some new policy about the, also half the characters are just women dressed up as Elsa. I want the people in the big animal. Costume. Yeah, no, they're still, they're still there. Like you have, a, uh, they, they try to, they crimp the supply to keep it rare. And the thing is, it's like in a lot of cases, you need to stand on an hour long to a three hour long yes. line to get a, a, yes. an autograph with Mickey. However, yes. hour long line of Japanese people waiting to get a photo of Mickey Mouse. That's what I said. <clears throat> yes. And also when you, there are certain restaurants at Disneyland and Disney World where the dining experience also includes a visit from characters. You wind up paying a hefty premium oh. for such a thing. So for instance, so they come to your table yes. and put, the, they have the pepper mill for your salad. They, Pluto. <laughs> the yeah, Pluto he, is the pepper concierge. Winnie the Pooh tries to upsell you on the white truffle, which is an, an right. add-on add extra. Did you hear Disney suing? Someone made a Winnie the Pooh horror movie? Yeah. No, and Disney suing them? Disney is not going to get anywhere with it because the, the, the trademark to Winnie, uh, Winnie the Pooh, is, it's, it's been in the public domain for like three years now. Winnie the Pooh's in public yes, domain? Yes, sir, it is. And that's why they made this movie. How is that possible? Because Disney uh, didn't pin that shit down when they got the rights to make whatever first di- Winnie movie they made. Well, no, they did, but it's like you know, there's, there's, they're, they're Disney is facing down the uh, the barrel of a gun here in terms of losing the copyrights to all the like Mickey Mouse, the uh, Steamboat Willie is up for review uh, from you know the actual cartoon. Are itself. you serious? Yeah. How does Disney's Armada of lawyers okay. that make sure that well, they own this shit. Has the thing is that they're going to make sure they own it, but as it is, they actually have to change copyright law and jump through every single hoop imaginable because the hundred years is coming up. That's the thing. This was only supposed to last That's for right. Years. Steamboat Willie was what nineteen twenty eight, twenty nine. Well, if it's a hundred years, yeah, no, it's on nineteen twenty three or something like that. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, the, you know, the thing is, Disney is going to change it. They're not going to lose the right to use Mickey Mouse. The, the, you know, they will essentially bring the mountain to Muhammad in this case because they're yes, Disney. They will. But they're going to have to. But, ju- but that did work for Winnie the Pooh. The Winnie the Pooh is out in the public domain. Do you so want to do a project? Is it is not owned by A.A. Milne's uh, descendants? Well, that's because, again, the same thing is like that. It, if you've been around long enough, it falls out of the public domain. Anybody could publish the books, I assume. Really? Yeah. So I could go out and publish a Winnie the Pooh book right now. Yeah, I just feel Winnie like this the is the pitch you're giving me. Book. I didn't know that. I, Winnie the Pooh always creeped me out a little. Yeah. Is he a bear? He, what is he? Is he a bear? Is he not a bear? I'm fairly certain he's a bear. He's a bear, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't you know what? I, I never read it. I haven't Why seen any of the movies. Why are we talking about this shit? I don't know. Yeah, well, anyway. who, who are you anyway? It, very important. My name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. And welcome to our podcast uh, we don't generally talk about Winnie the Pooh. Occasionally, we talk about things that are Disney adjacent. Uh, but by the way, speaking of Disney adjacent, one of the re- one of the reasons I wrote this thing in the first place about Goofy is that at Disneyland Paris, the, the character is not called Goofy. 
They don't, because goofy doesn't exist in the French language. It's just a nonsense word. What they wanted to do, they have an, a French nonsense word for goofy. They, he's called dingo, which somehow is the same feeling to French people right. that goofy is to Anglos. That's well, the, which is interesting because <clears throat> dingo is also a dog and goofy is a dog, but a dingo is a different kind of dog. Yes, yeah, not unless, right, Whatever. did goofy eat my baby? Is he some sort of like hyena that prowls uh, Australia? Why can't hyenas aren't dogs? Why can't they call goofy goofy? Who they cares could. That's a nonsense word. They have another dog named after a planet for no apparent reason. Well, or, people, sorry, not a planet, a former planet. An exoplanet. Well, people confuse the the, the 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 Mickey's dog and the exoplanet all the time. That's the problem you get. Is they, <laughs> they should have named it better because we're in this land of confusion about the thing. We're in a land of confusion. This is the world we live in, folks. Uh, anyway, so today, well, it's an interesting topic today. We always talk about something that's happening that's hot. Usually something pop culture but occasionally something more generally in the zeitgeist, in the news, as those... You remember those interstitials during Saturday morning cartoons when we were kids? In the news. You don't remember that? I don't think so. No. So when we... You remember Saturday morning cartoons, right? Yeah, I was there for that. Ground Zero. Yep. So I believe it was ABC, and, you know, kids are watching cartoons, and they would do, like, during commercials, they would say, in the news, and it would be, like, a little five-minute news segment for kids, so usually about, you know, the panda at the Bronx Zoo is having a baby. It was, you know, it wasn't about like nuclear war or, you know, the, the Falklands War or I something think, like I that. think the problem is I just made so much time for Timer that I had nothing else left to give to I the know, news. there was Time for Timer as well. You know my favorite factoid about Time for Timer? The guy who did the voice for Time for Timer, and those you don't know, these were interstitials that were PSAs, and it was like how to make healthy snacks, and there was this weird like gourd-looking character who would say Time for Timer, his name was Timer. The story I heard is the guy who did the voice for that, some really famous voiceover guy, about 10 or 15 years ago, Family Guy wanted to do, wanted to have a bit on Time for Timer, that character show up, and they asked the guy, the famous voice guy who had originally done it, who was very old by that point, and he had no memory of ever voicing the character. Wow, sad? that's sad. We know what I, I heard a story about the guy who did the Time for Timer voice. I heard that yeah. they... What's his name? Oh, I don't know, but what I heard was okay. that they, they pumped his stomach and they found... Uh, Stop! 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 All right, stop! Look up John Bon Jovi. If you want to know the end of that, go to Snopes. Anyway, we're way off topic. Ah, no, we're We're talking about something that's hot, and today it's in the news, not on ABC Saturday mornings. And uh, you remember when ABC had interstitials about Menudo? That was another thing when we were kids. Don't remember that one either. At the height of Menudo mania. Anyway, okay. This is about balloons. Yes. I'm sure you heard a couple weeks ago a Chinese balloon, uh, a surveillance balloon. I believe the Chinese are still saying it's a weather balloon, but we're sure at this point it was a surveillance balloon, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was surveilling the weather. Was spotted by some dude in Montana and put on social media. And hey, Chinese invaded our airspace and Republican snowflakes pooped their pampers and the Biden administration shot it down when it was over South Carolina and is studying it. And then since then, there have been three other balloon-type objects that have been spotted over the U.S. and have been shot down by the federal government, the executive branch, the military. And uh, people are kind of freaking out about balloons. It's, it's added to the tension between the U.S. and China. Secretary of State uh, Tony Blinken was supposed to go there on a visit. And he canceled it because of it. Of course, though, he is now in Madrid or something, uh, as is Vice President Harris. And uh, he was supposed to meet with, with Xi, the prime minister of China, when he went to China. But instead, he's meeting basically with his 
the equivalent of China's Secretary of State in Madrid. Anyway, people are freaking out about balloons. The Biden administration is still not saying what the other things they shot down were and why there were more. And people are claiming they're UFOs and maybe aliens. And there's a lot of anxiety going around and people are talking about this. So, Bill, you suggested this is a good topic to talk about. There's a lot of directions here, a lot of stuff. I hope our research put us on the same page. We traded some articles back and forth. Yes, yes, we did. So, you know, what did I miss in the intro what else do I need? You know, what else do we need to give context? And then let's get into our opinion. No, I think that it gets the broad strokes. You know, I just what, there's details here that I like, for instance, the fact that the fact that Joe Biden himself piloted the F-22. Yes, fire, exactly. Yes, that was great. Yeah, no, he, no, he launched the balloon. <laughs> believe some of the critics. He is. He launched the balloon directly from China. He went to China. And- it was and actually it was his Mylar balloon from his own birthday party. It's a, right. Ha- it was from Biden's. 97th birthday party, yes. Happy birthday, yeah, Grandpa Joe. And he shot Happy it himself. Happy birthday, great grandpa. He had the, avi- the aviator glasses like Tom Cruise right. and Top Gun. Yeah, exactly. He, he let off a exactly. Sidewinder missile. Right. Uh, yeah, like you said, right. um, uh, the fact that the Chinese are saying it's definitely or, you know, originates from China. The Chinese government, um, the Politburo in Beijing is saying that it was not a military. It was strictly commercial or something like that. But then there's this um, idea the background is that in China... Even though there is, you know, a lot of nationalized industries, there's an incredible capitalism, you know, this rapacious capitalism that's coming out of China. But at the end of the day, everything that is private also belongs to the state in a very weird and twisted way, going back to the Confucian era. Um, I mean, we could, you know, it's not really not really a point in, in, in drilling down into that. So you could assume that if it comes from China, it's meant to come from China. There's some use for it from China, that sort of thing. Oh, and the other detail that was great is that Justin Trudeau himself, the one that was shot down over uh, the Yukon, Justin Trudeau himself actually manned the anti-aircraft battery and took that thing down. <laughs> it, that's, it was pretty diesel watching him do that. I really thought that was exciting. No, know? no. Well, you do make a point. Was there, there was another one seen over Yukon, and then one of the later ones that Biden, that, that, Trudeau order shot down by the Canadian military. Is that right? No, it, it, the Canadian, they, they sent another F-22 joint strike fighter from the, he requested the United States military do it. I know they coordinated on yes. this, Trudeau the, the, and, and the, Biden. Our yeah. jets, the, I would say our jets, the United States jets were allowed over Canadian airspace yeah, to take Your jets, it, my friend, you for pay moment. for them. I do. And the yeah. third one was over Lake Huron uh, in the uh, Michiganian Gander yeah. region. Uh, Michigander region. Yeah. yeah. And see, that's the thing. Oh, the rest of them were just described as balloons. But um, you know, in terms of these objects, it was the one of them was described as what the size of a small car. I mean, they didn't describe a shape. They the, just described a the mass. one that really freaked people out. That was from China. You know, balloon sounds yeah like a Mylar birthday balloon. And you know, Marlory Tager Green, whatever she's you know, who cares? She doesn't know her own name. <laughs> She showed up at the State of the Union with an actual white, holding a white helium balloon because, you know, trolling the libs is the number one policy issue of the modern Republican Party. But it's a big balloon the size of three school buses. It was a dirigible, if you want to think about it. It was like, yes, it was like the Goodyear blimp. And, uh, you know, Biden was heavily criticized for letting it float over the United States before shooting it down over basically the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. But can you imagine if something the size of three school buses had fallen on a house or on a person? You know, I mean, I don't trust the military or the Biden administration on everything. But what I know about the military could fit in, you know, half of the thimble and monopoly game. 
So, you know, it kind of, if they waited until then, that doesn't sound to me like, you know, a hanging offense. Here was something else I, I read is that um, apparently a few years ago, you know, obviously, you know, what you're getting from the story is that uh, any sort of airborne balloon like this, this debris, that's it. Well, I don't know what you call it, the troposphere, the stratosphere, whatever mm-hmm. the particular part of the uh, uh, atmosphere that these things tend to fly in. Usually it's way higher than commercial airline height. That's why these things were shot down is because there was the risk that they'd get sucked into uh, jet engines and things like that, which doesn't usually happen, which indicates that this was an error because these are supposed to fly way higher than that. Um, apparently, a couple of years ago, the same thing happened. They launched the, yes. the the F-22 strike fighter. They tried to... I thought about this after having watched hours and hours of, of uh, Hunt for October and, and watching G.I. Joe cartoons. I thought it's like, there's a machine gun on the front of those. There, there's a small arms, uh, you know, heavy-duty machine gun on the front of those uh, uh, jet fighters that's designed for air-to-air combat. And I thought, why would you devote an entire missile to taking out a balloon? I thought you just... Yeah, apparently... A they missile said, that costs... $450,000. Every balloon shot down per, costs yeah. 450 Never mind the maintenance of the plane and paying yeah. the pilot and all that. And the toxic paint and it turns the base of the Air Force bases into super fun sites and all that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, the- Bill, we're, we're kind of just going back and forth here. We're, we're kind of breaking free from our categories, huh? So, you know, there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot we're missing here. Bill, why don't, why don't we start with, let's get back on track here. What do you think of this phenomenon what do you think of the balloons? What do you think of people freaking out over the balloons? And what do you think of, you know, people intrigued in the possibility that maybe, probably not, we shot down an alien spacecraft? Well, I don't give a shit about the politics of this. I think it's so cut and freeze-dried. No, I'll be honest with you. It, it's so cut and freeze-dried. It's obvious what these were anyway. The, it, you know, and, and again, just to put a primer on top of all of this— Recently, NORAD has increased the search parameter that defines things in the atmospheres. Nice. So it was yep. looking for enormous... No, it was looking for smaller things. It put it up to... Or bigger, and it found smaller things or smaller, and now it's looking for bigger it, things. It basically, they they changed the threshold. Yes. When the Chinese balloon... The reason we found so many right after the Chinese balloon is they lowered the threshold for monitoring yes. these things. They, they, so smaller things started showing up. So, That's it. Yeah, That's the, the thing is the atmosphere. People have been seeing these for years, at least for the last 50 or 60 years. This is what fuels most UFO sightings. People look up in the sky. They see things that move weird. It's obvious mm-hmm. that these are man-made objects. It's obvious that they're right. surveillance or recreational right. or something like that. It's that, obvious that a recreational guy, you know, dressed as a, as a creature as a green monster, yes. and probed Uranus. Probed, yeah, probed Uranus on Uranus. Exactly yeah. on Venus. On Uranus. Yeah. But I love the fact that you know this this it, it kindled up for that one afternoon. Oh, I, I guess it was around the third afternoon where it was hit after hit after hit kept coming. It really got my head spinning in a good way. It was really fascinating. It's like, man, I love this. I, I, we all knew that Occam's razor meant that these were just man-made objects, and for exactly the reason we just said seconds ago. But I, not that I wanted to believe it, but I like thinking about aliens. I like when people start the fever. It. It's fucking yeah. great, you know. And it's like, it, it, what it does is it peels away this veneer that we know it's not like people live a life of believe it or not even with as nutty as things have gotten the last few years there's a sort of reasonable reasonable rational exterior you know a, a carapace to things but people really want to believe on some level that the earth is flat that there are aliens that these things have purchase and some of them like we've discounted the earth thing we've done flat earth as a topic and that's 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 a little harder to get around however 
the alien thing, I think a lot more people believe in aliens and ghosts than you would probably think. You know, like there's a lot of there's I, a lot of I don't think I I, I give that a pretty high number. So yeah. yeah, and it's like I love the fact that this was the this was the rhetoric for a few days, and it's like again, I I didn't care about the fact I liked that the fact that the balloons were the conduit to us having this conversation again. You know, maybe it made me look at the Wikipedia entry for the Fermi paradox, which is one of my favorite things. That sort of oh, is that the the idea that of a if a by the time a, a civilization is technologically advanced enough to go into space, it kills itself? No, it's the idea that the, it's, it's okay. the size of the universe uh, sort of cross-referenced against the time it takes a, a civilization to become uh, star-faring enough to be able to cross it. it. It's a thing about how, well, it almost says, of course there's life in the universe, but the universe is so vast we will never encounter it. That's the, essentially the paradox. Oh, of it. I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. And when Enrico Fermi, who was, um, he was one of the physicists, I think, that was either on the Manhattan Project or had a lot to do with atomic energy program he was the guy that coined it i think in the 60s or 50s or something like that. it's a, again beautifully simple piece of paradox um but you know like it's just one of those things where again it wakes us up we've, we have so much popular fiction it lives in it lives inside of our subconscious somewhere and you know look there's been ufos throughout all of history recorded as phenomena but you know in america it, you needed the atomic age you know, you really needed that post-war thing. You needed giant ant mm. movies. You know, there's it, some gorgeous... Yeah, it was the Cold War. It was paranoia. It was yeah, I know. But in, in a yeah. way, there's like most Americana, like either bores me or creeps me out or, or, or I think is provincial. But I think UFOs are one of my favorite, maybe my, my most favorite, if not the only thing I care about Americana is the specific blend of like Art Bell radio station and cow yeah. abductions and fucking yeah. guys, guys in Roswell. It's like mm, chef's kiss. Moi. I love all that shit. We should talk about this more. It's, I don't think you and I have ever talked about this, but like I'm as a kid, my favorite topics were shit like this. Mysteries like this. Alien abductions, the Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot. Uh, by the way, I went on a, a, a like a bit of a, a Wikipedia spiral the other day reading about the Patterson Gimlin film. You know about that? Is that the one Bigfoot film from yeah. 1967? Right. Ooh, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Uh, anyway, the point is, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's kind of fascinating from the UFO perspective, but I, these are not UFOs. Um, they're not telling us exactly what they found for whatever reason. I mean, ooh, the military secretive. But I'm willing to bet that they're nothing that interesting. I want to believe in aliens. Uh, I do not think everyone who claims to have been abducted is a flat-out crazy liar. Um, I think, you know, Betty and Barney Hill saw something. That's a good story. Look that up. Uh, so, yeah, I think 99.999999% of UFO sightings are bullshit, and this doesn't have much to do with that. So that aspect, this doesn't draw me in. Um, it's funny, reading about this, I stumbled on a quote that I really thought some thug things up. And I'm going to quote it first, and then I'm going to say a little more about it. Quote. So, the sorry, I need to preface it. The political thing, you know, here's a chance to, to, to criticize Biden. And that's all the Republicans stand for, so they're going to do that. And then uh, I was disappointed it looked like Biden caving by shooting it down because, surprise, surprise, there were three balloons while Trump was president and no one did anything. So, you know, again, hypocrisy rules the day. So here's this quote. <clears throat> quote, American politics, both at home and abroad, is driven by the covert weaponization of, quote, drama in a highly aggressive and hysterical manner, unparalleled throughout the world. In doing so, American politicians and public figures on both sides of the spectrum readily smear each other with highly defamatory and exaggerated allegations, as well as whipping up covert fear, paranoia, and conspiracy theories. 
now, unquote. I think that is pretty much spot on, other than the fact that, yes, it's both sides, but one side way more than the other. The, the, the newspaper online I read that in was the Global Times. Now I'm like, hmm, I don't know the Global Times. Let me look it up. It is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> it's a propaganda organ of the Chinese Communist Party. So, look, a, a broken clock is right twice a day. Um, but I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think people look for drama. People look for a way to get scared. You know, politics has always been a lot about propaganda, a lot, of it, a lot about how do I smear the other side. But even more so now, because we have a party that's advocated, uh, ad- abdicated government and just looks to tear down other people or piss on people who make them uncomfortable or lower taxes for zillionaires. Um, yeah, as I said, I'm disappointed that the president seemed to be caving to political pressure, but I'm not a political expert. That might have been the exact right choice. Um, so yeah, that's, we live in a treacherous time and, you know, the Chinese floating a spy balloon over us, it seems like the kind of treachery that's been with us a long time. Spying has always been there. You know, I mean, we got satellites, they have TikTok now. We used to have like, men that actually infiltrate governments and, and, and you well, know, I'm sure we this was a very, this was a very dangerous thing that was done, you know, with shoe leather on the ground. Right. So, you know, if this happened, it happened. It's always happened this way. I'm, I'm a lot less worried about, I, I mean, the hysteria is insane. So, yeah, I can't help but feel that Biden wimped out by caving to pressure, shooting it down, and Blinken canceling his trip. But what do I know? Um, I mean, here's a quote from, I think this was from Slate. I mean, this shows you how out of control the Republicans are rhetorically on this. Uh, the balloon sparked a frenzy from Republicans insisting that Biden had been weak on China or even was working for China. Right-wing talk show host Mark Levin said Biden is, quote, bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist government. And former President Trump said Biden has surrendered American airspace to communist China. I mean, shut the fuck up. Senator Marco Rubio said China was showing, quote, that the United States is once once great superpower that's been hollowed out. It's in decline. If a Democrat said that, it would be three weeks of angry coverage on Fox News. Continuing the quote, South Carolina Republican Representative Joe Wilson, the man who shouted you lie at President Obama, said that Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris should resign from office. Because of the balloon. That'll do it. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, it's just hysteria. And I don't have time for this anymore. None of us have time for this anymore. It's, does it need to be dealt with? Sure, of course. Was shooting it down and canceling the trip the right move? Maybe. I don't know. You know, I, I've said it many times. I like Biden. I think he's done a pretty good job, but far from perfect. And it's possible this was a big fucking mistake. But I just... You know, I'm just not interested in this bullshit anymore, Bill. I got to be honest with you. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other any other country. No, let's pivot. Why don't you tell me why it's popular this week? The balloon thing scratched an itch because the balloon is a very visible signal of a threat. You know, you can talk about cyber threats. You could talk about you know the specter of nuclear yeah, you know it's true that on the ground cyber, cyber threats are like crypto it's like it's it's an ephemeral idea right. a lot of people can't wrap their head around but to see a visible thing in the air and then this dude in montana put it on social media is is something that you can latch on to uh you know as i said the gop is not a governing party anymore so this is exactly what they want a visible easily identifiable event that they can use to attack the president with 
they have violated our airspace. There's physically a thing up there. By the way, we haven't said this yet, but the latest consensus, I sent you that podcast, another Slate. I thought Slate covered this very well. I don't know if you listened to it. They basically had an expert on this like unidentified phenomenon thing. He said the prevailing theory is China sent this to spy on uh, like Guam, our holdings in the South Pacific, and a fluke of the weather veered it off course. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah. And that's the only reason it, it showed up first over Alaska, the Aleutian Islands. And one of the other Montana. ones was a ham radio antenna, apparently. Yeah, it and then the smaller hobbies. ones are just yeah. probably, they haven't told us what they are, but they might just be like kids fucking around or, or hobbyists or whatever. Um, so that's why. And the UFO aspect, look, there's all, we talked about the fascination of the unknown. When we were kids, we were into this stuff. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, in some, some respect, I don't want the UFO mystery to be solved. I want to tell a story. I heard this years and years ago as an urban legend, and it must have just been made up by the idiot who told it to me, but because I've never found it online. He said that Smurfs, right? The Smurfs characters were created by the American government because the U.S. government has captured aliens. The aliens are in captivity, and they look like Smurfs. So the government created Smurfs and introduced them to children as a way to desensitize people because they know once they reveal the aliens to the public, it's going to be so shocking. So if they can cushion the blow by saying, hey, well, look, they look like Smurfs. Um, I don't know if that's relevant. I don't think it's true, actually. <laughs> you don't? No. There, I, On the I, list of things that aren't true. Yeah, I'm starting to, I'm going to shoot some holes through that. Um, yeah. Okay. Please. You know, to, to take a like again to whatever the fucking infighting is along partisan lines. Um, you know why why it's popular in particular. I mean, sure. Let's talk about this in terms of China. If you've been paying attention to things geopolitically for a few years, look. I mean, America has been a gigantic bully for as long as it's been uh, as long as it's been a late twentieth century. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, if you think we aren't spying on China, get your head out of your ass. Right, right. right. Just as visibly, just as, just as uh, uh, you know, hap- haphazardly and shambolically. Um, but the thing is, China at the moment is also like locking up every single Muslim in the Western, uh, Eastern Kazakhstan and Eastern China and creating these enormous camps. You know, they're, they're rounding up people uh, in villages, depopulating villages, sending them to these prefab cities. You know, it's a, it's a human enterprise unlike any that's ever been done, maybe since the horde was was trampling through that part of the earth, you know, uh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. It's distinctly inhumane. It's distinctly inhuman. And, you know, it's it's driven by a cult of personality out of Beijing. It's not the Chinese people I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Chinese government. It's, you know, it is um, not really built for the future. It's built for the past. And yet they're still holding yeah. on to a way of doing things that's absolutely mean. If you ask me, I would say there we can't escalate a war of anything other than words. We are, but we're in a cold war. We're in a de facto cold war with them. Um, and so, you know, the thing is shooting down these balloons. There's a reason why they sent a Sidewinder missile at it. It is a tent, that's Top Gun. You know, that's the G.I. Joe jet fighter and the missiles from the 80s. That's fucking Tom Cruise and Anthony Edwards' goose up there firing a missile at, you know, did you read the other thing, apparently, that the F-22 Joint Strike Fighter has never fired a missile at an offensive target? It's never happened. We have these billion-dollar jets, and this is the first time it's ever... It, 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 because we haven't had aerial combat with anything. It, that doesn't exist as a concept since since ever. We don't have aerial combat. 
And so this is the first time a missile was ever shot at a defensive target. This You just have to think about something. What does that say about our military? Wait, so we have these missiles and we've never shot them before? We've shot them because we obviously test the missiles and they train people in the use of them, but it's never been shot at a target for, in a real live fire scenario. Has never happened. Believe it. It's crazy. But anyway... So like China, I think China definitely needs uh, enough power. Do you look at it? It's the concerted effort of every right-thinking person on earth standing up to an inhumane and ridiculous uh, regime that's just engaging in cruelty very bureaucratically and very, um, um, you know, anti-inhumanely. Anti but, you know, there's that aside. Why is it popular? Again, I'm going to just double down on the UFO thing. You know, I think it's it's a... It is a, uh, I would say harmless, but it's not obviously because this is, a, it's a fringe and it bleeds into other pseudoscience that, that enables it. But if I just get to look at the, you know, look at, a, I want to see UFOs trending on Twitter. I want to see alien life forms trending on Twitter. But this I'll, isn't interesting because we're not getting any info other than people saw stuff. No, but like you said, once you start to describe it, it, you know, it, it becomes, it, I, I like the overheated thing. You know, there's the idea that, um. People, uh, man-made devices have been clogging the sky, you know, for, for decades, for since, since the end of the Cold War. But this is, in some ways, there is a thread of potentially, like, little harmless atomic age madness. And I'm, I'm down for that. If it doesn't escalate into something weird, I mean, again, everything's going to be made partisan, but it's like, how about... Of, of a photo of a flying hubcap frisbee that gets caught and like people are trying to pass it off as a, <laughs> a flying saucer. I'm absolutely, yeah. I'm all about that world. The unmanned airship is also civilian in nature. We have made it clear that this was an unexpected incident caused by force majeure. But the U.S. side is deliberately hyping it up and even attacking it by force. So, Bill, um, so you're into the, the UFO aspect of this. Is there any aspect of it or the political aspect that you would be more interested in if you were a young man now, if you were younger. I mean, this is one of these topics that really isn't the kids are more into, but I don't know, make an argument for you would be, perhaps. Yeah. Don't. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, it's like we had Top Gun. I mean, again, with everything that's old, <laughs> everything that's new is or old is new again, because we just had, you know, the, one of the biggest movies of last year was, was Top Gun Maverick, uh, which is essentially saying you can solve the problems of life with uh, advanced jet fighter technology. You know, oh God, I so don't want to see that movie. There's no aspect of that movie. That I have not seen it. I have, I have no it. plans on seeing Fuck it. it. But, um, Fuck you know, again, it looks old fashioned to say that this is, you know, one thing that we always had from the dawn of aviation was the sense that our jet fighters looked the part. You know, we, we lionized, um, you know, kids bedrooms had posters of the F-14 Tomcat with the swept wing design. And, you know, there was the... Uh, what is it? The the Mirage jet fighter, and then there was the the F sixteen, and all these things like you know the F fifteen Eagle. Um, this is stuff that existed as military porn, you know, through, through from video games, from toy lines, from all this stuff. It's you know the real real hagiography uh, of of the Air Force and our you know our McConnell Douglas and Lockheed Martin and whomever else builds these things. Um, that certainly you know if you combine that part of it with the idea that that. We're, st we're going to start to have a fear of a, just, just for six seconds, the fever pitch of an invasion from, from aliens. Again, I just, I want to believe, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, you know, emphasize this enough. There's something about the little bit of magic that gets sprinkled from thinking about aliens, even though we all know it had nothing for a single second to do with it. It just once. I just don't think there's mad. It's not magic. Like you know, no one had a sighting. No one was no. abducted. It was just there's something. I just there's not juicy in that one. No, but well, it's not. Look, it could definitely be more juicy. It's it is it is bread and water. 
amongst magic. I cannot dispute that. However, at least it was just the merest hint of something because we just don't have, you know, you're not getting the Art Bell things. You just, I mean, it's all this stuff, the pseudoscience. You're not getting the Art Bell things. They're pretty easy to find on the internet. Yeah, I know, but that's the thing. It's like there's so much, people are focusing their attention at Jewish space lasers and and conspiracies that are completely, you know, wholesale immaterial things as opposed to like stuff we've made popular fiction about. You know, some of our greatest... Our greatest American fiction in the last 50 years has been sci-fi based on aliens, whether it's fucking Gene Roddenberry with Wagon Train in Space or if it's, you know, Independence Day or anything that has this sort of... Uh, Steven, Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 19, uh, 1977. This stuff is beautiful. You know, it's been the genesis of so much wonderful art that, you know, sometimes it could show you something wonderful about humanity and how small we are in the universe. I like that part of it. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where I'd be more into this. I mean, I was never into military or aviation or, you know, anti-American snowflakey, you know, hating on anyone who doesn't support me. My God, can you imagine if Biden said the country was in decline? I mean, we, he'd never hear the end of it, but Republicans say that every day. Who's the patriot here? Um, yeah, I just, I don't know any scenario where the political aspect of this, and I just, you know, we're kind of talking you know, past each other, Bill, because you keep on the UFO thing. I just think there's nothing juicy here. There's no, you know, think of the great UFO stories, right? Betty and Barney Hill, those kids in Zimbabwe. I mean, do you know what I'm talking about here? There's some nerd out there who gets it. The great sighting stories, the guy in Brazil who was abducted and then impregnated a weird alien woman, right? I mean, who knows what these people are really talking about, what they really experienced. I actually think most most of those big stories like I aren't flat out lying. I think something happened to them. It might just be a psychological thing. Those stories are juicy and fascinating. They are. This They're is absolutely just, right. I saw something. Yeah. And it's nothing. And we'll get to it in the apocalypse thing more, but I just feel like I don't know. If we actually discover these are from another planet, it's just gonna be so disappointing. Noah, tell me about uh, aeronautical uh, dots in the sky. Are they a sign of the apocalypse? Well, again, there's lots of aspects to this. I think there are much greater threats. To, I mean, again, I am no expert. Much greater threats to American security than these balloons. Uh, you know, the hysteria of... Uh, another quote here. Newt Gingrich said something about it could have, like, you know, sarin gas in it or something insane, which apparently... All right, worry about that if you want, but you know China's got a whole bunch of nukes too. So I don't know. I just see like actual apocalyptic threat physically of the balloons. Ah. Um, but there is the continued threat of everyone freaking out about everything. You know, there's the classic story of War of the Worlds, right? And the War of the Worlds radio broadcast. When people freaked out over that, people were like, "Shit!" Like you know, war might be on the horizon because Hitler was already making moves by then. And look how unprepared we are for this. I mean, it turns out we were prepared. And then, of course, it turns out that history has overstated the level of hysteria the world the world's broadcast. You know, maybe, uh, maybe people uh, don't realize how much of the hysteria is just bad faith arguing and not people actually being worried. Um, so, yeah, I think that could be apocalyptic, the fact that we're just, you know, Anything pokes into our little bubble and we flip out. And we saw some of that with COVID. People who considered wearing a mask to be a fundamental violation. Like they couldn't they couldn't do the slightest bit of work to help their fellow human. Kind of sad. 
And then, like I said before, like, look, if, if, if UFOs are finally discovered, it'll have this feeling of the end of history. You know, things you thought would last forever don't, nothing lasts forever. And this mystery that will never be solved gets solved. I mean, I don't think it will. Again, I don't think these are aliens. But just that prospect is just kind of, well, that's it. Close up shop. Say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something to that. Um, I mean, the um, I think that the Chinese spy apparatus, like you said, it's it's uh, it's one thing that we've been doing this to each other for years. We did this with the Russians. We've been spying on our allies for Christ's sake. We have spies in the Israeli government places. There was a fucking spy, I think, in Holland government. There was like all this weird fucked up shit that we do. Hey, that, who wouldn't want to spy on the Dutch? Huh? Exactly. We're not like we're not supposed you to. Know, you know these things. They we're got, not supposed they to. They got fingers in every dike. You can never trust those people. I mean, a sign of the apocalypse is that. Um, that we are reliving history again with, you know, walking into the exact steps of the same Cold War, like actually going through the same footprints in the sand as if we learned nothing from it the first time. Like we like we have no other choice. We learn nothing from anything. It's amazing. Man. We have we have no choice but to go through this exactly the same ways with detente and mutually assured destruction yeah. and all this horse shit. That we went well, but now but but the great thing about a Cold War with China as opposed to Russia is now we can throw in racism. So that's fun. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's another American pastime. But and how about this? And, you know, get right to the point about this after not getting to the point. This story and this chain of stories over a few days really buried the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. I mean, it, yep. it's amazing that well, you, you talk bury. about it's it. out there. People well, now it is. It. Now it is. But the New York Times didn't really. Get, I mean, it, there was a couple of stories about it at the beginning. It was dropped. And then after a few days of being shamed into it, the New York Times was starting to pull away from their stuff about, you know, sending, you know, that, that was the top of the fold was uh, the idea about the Chinese spy balloons. And it's like, well, how about the fact that all oh, this perchlorate is being aerated and fish are piling up in, in streams all over Ohio? And it's like, you know, what, what do we talk about that? I mean, that well, that's why, why don't we talk about the excellent economic news and how the Biden administration has turned around the economic shit show that was the Trump administration? Why don't we talk about something positive for once? Majority of Americans think Biden hasn't done anything the guys have one of the most consequential presidents certainly of our lifetime and he might lose re-election to you know to a, a vice signaling uh snowflake a, a traitor because people think he didn't do anything because the news is doom and gloom and everything is democrats in disarray i'm sorry you're in the water but thank you for speaking to us i entertain you people for four days and then get shot by Biden? Can't believe I'm Joe's Osama. All right, no, tell me about jealousy. Let's pivot to the end of this thing. What, what about it? Is there any sense of envy in any of this stuff? I mean, the, the political brouhaha element, I just wish people got, I mean, I know they do get called out for being stupid, so I guess I wish people had more shame. I'm nothing but shame. I'm a big ball of shame. And it really frustrates me when people don't have shame or when they flip out easily and they're not called on their weakness because I just have this perpetual feeling like I am a constant target for my shame and weakness. And it, I don't know. It just it just bothers me. I mean, we talk about this a thousand times. People get away with A, nonsense, and B, dangerous nonsense is uh, sometimes is, is hard for me to stomach from a jealousy standpoint. So there you go. Uh, I thought that, um, again, the idea that I spent my life watching G.I. Joe cartoons and like that fucking Sky Striker toy Spent set. his life, folks. Yeah. Spent his life. To this day. I was at his wedding. He had a little handheld I was TV. Still, was I was still watching it. I would I'd scurry off to yeah. the side and see uh, G.I. Joe cartoons. Scurry off to the side. There was, no, there was a uh, an F-16 uh, f- uh, uh, 
fighter, the Sky Striker, was one of the biggest toys they sold at the time. It was an incredibly realistic, well-detailed, uh, articulated um, representation. You could actually able to put two pilot figures in the cockpit and hit detachable Sidewinder missiles. It was the Alpha and Omega. There was Transformers and there was fucking G.I. Joe back in the day. So again, between playing video games and having this toy, and, and like this is all part of that sort of military fiction bailiwick with childhood... You know, like, I, I really do believe that there was some instance of having this flex from the Air Force of one of our big jets that people just see off offhand throwing a missile at something. And, you know, I've wondered, it's like, what would it be like to put my hand on that control stick, pull back on that really? trigger? Yeah, man, to hear that roar of that engine as you, uh, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, dude. Who doesn't want something to do with that? Did you ever consider joining the military? Or Not like for a single Taking second. pilot's license, take pilot's classes or something? I am, I am a tiny coward of a man who has no spirit no, or resolve or anything on. like that. I would have... Yeah, would, that's small. I would... But, no, I'm saying in stature, I'm large, but it's like, I think my <laughs> no, spirit... I don't, I don't have any kind of... My shadow itself is, is very short. Uh, no, I did not think of it for a single second. I don't... I, I believe in a certain amount of esprit de corps, but not in terms of like a combat. So I'm a pacifist too. I just don't believe in war, so there's no way I could have ever engaged in anything like that. I just wanted to play with the toys, the the three and three and quarter inch uh, figures that were the effigy of, of warriors. Worked for me. Speaking of GI Joe, something I've been meaning to tell you. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I had a girlfriend years ago, who's from Connecticut, and her best friend in high school was the daughter of Sergeant Slaughter, pro wrestling champion. Robert Ramis, yeah. G.I. Joe character. Her name is Kelly Remus. And revisiting her YouTube, her Facebook page now, we have one mutual friend. Her YouTube page is youtube.com slash slaughter daughter. Isn't that awesome? All right, what about yeah. the felonious scale then, Noah? Tell me, uh, tell me where this falls in the XYZ axis of all this. I shit. had a lot of trouble with this because this is such a disparate topic. I so here's what I did. Fuck it. I gave up. I said this is the average of everything we've ever looked at before. Oh, you know, I don't think that's invalid. That's it. I quit. I fucking quit. <laughs> well, you know, you'll be in re- you'll be reinstated next week. You'll be called out of active reserves okay. next week. You know, you're you're. Okay. We will turn yes, down your we you. will turn down your resignation. I actually, I think again, I think this is more interesting on his face. I took more notes for this than I did Bridgerton. Let's put it at least that way. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying it's equal to Bridgerton, but this is more interesting on his face because there's so many there's so many details to it. And again, it's like you can you can find meaning in the details, and or maybe not. You can let it go by, but it, it's just so many improbable things, and it stacks up. And eventually, at the end, we're left with nothing because it's an anticlimax. You know, these were human-made things. We all know one of them was a fucking balloon from Hobby Lobby. Who the fuck knows where this stuff comes from? But <laughs> no, it, I think it was from Michael. But so. again, the metaphor is is that this phenomenon, like the actual balloon itself, rapidly deflated under hard scrutiny. So the thing is, it really made me, it did really make me think, but in terms of finding an analog, I thought about the, the, the absolute nothingness of Substack in terms of our topics was, it's like, why does anybody care Substack. about this? Substack. Substack. The subscription news. But Substack yeah. isn't, I think we said at the time, it's not a topic. It's just a, a vehicle for every topic. Yes, but it's like as a vehicle for the topic, I, I'm glad that some people get paid for it, but I just sort of think like it does, it I don't know what it doesn't do anything in my life. It's it's not nearly as interesting. It seems like they're good people on it. Nathan Rabin, all these people have actual Substack newsletters, uh, uh, but it's like I don't know what it's. It's not really there for me. Again, it, it just it kind of runs out of gas, falls into the ocean outside of South Carolina when you think about it. So if you'd like to find past episodes of this podcast, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Show. Write to us at Bill. Don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators. 
That's how people find podcasts is through aggregator action right. and recommendation. Yeah. Come on, review us. You know, how hard is that? You know how it right? works. All right, Twitter at William Scurry, YouTube, youtube.com slash AM Caesar. And now this guy. Ooh, I'm all about the big quiz thing. America's number one provider of corporate and private live trivia events in person and virtually. Uh, we're gearing up. We're actually already gearing up for the summer. So one thing we're really busy booking is um, we do a lot of uh, events for summer associates at law firms. You know what that is, Bill? I, summer associates? I do not know. Basically, law school students who, like, work at a law firm for the summer, right? And they're law school students. They're the future of the legal profession. So they like to treat them, do some team building. So, you know, some big law firms bring us in. I can't say their names. They bring us in to entertain. Oh, I, I, did th- a, I thought I did you say a, because they're too hard to pronounce. Well, in some cases, yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, we're booking those now. Big initiative now. So if you work at a law firm, perfect. Uh, or if you don't, you know, we're perfect for whatever you got in mind. We're also um, uh, doing... Uh, we had a, I had a real successful event last weekend. I did... Every year I do a nationwide trivia competition for my college, Carleton College. I'm a proud alum. And it was really fun. So we're doing a push to do more of those. Uh, reaching out to alumni associations. It's really fun. Good way to treat your alumni. Very... Very easy from your end. You have to do almost nothing. Just bring the crowd, and it's a good way to raise money and and develop school spirit. And uh, so, yeah, check out BigQuizThing.com. Learn all about it. Get in touch, etc. And oh, and I personally am at uh, I'm, a, I'm on Instagram at at the Noah Tarno. Okay, until the next episode, when uh, a bright light goes overhead, both me and Noah we are drawn into the belly of a ship, and we are abducted and probed by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We We don't don't get get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.